Hello, it's Dan Vushkevich here, the handler of the Redacted Reports. This week, we're going to be spending some time with our agents at home as they recover from Shrimp Farm and prepare for their next mission. We'll go ahead and we'll start with River. Mike, you, Jennifer, and Katie have just exited out of Dr. Marina Campos's office. She came highly recommended and deals in kidnappings, and she also happens to be local. She is located in California. Thinking about working with Agent Quinn would have worked out, but Agent Quinn has gone back to the East Coast. So you got set up with Dr. Campos, and this is your third meeting. Katie is now seeming to talk about things, talk about what had happened. She is doing some private sessions with Dr. Campos. You're also doing group sessions, you, Jennifer, and Katie together, and you've just left the most recent one. Katie seems to be adapting fairly well to things, but she still is suffering from night terrors, and it is mid-July, so the 4th of July was very rough, especially with all of the fireworks that were going on. Now those have died down a little bit, especially since California, again, is in another drought and high fire warning. Doesn't stop everybody, though. Jennifer looks over at you, and uh, Katie's kind of headed up, going to the door. I really think she's coming along. What do, you, what do you think? She's making progress, I think. I mean, it's kind of a lifelong thing. You have to learn how to deal with it. How are we going to deal with it? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to stop doing this job. I think it's still something that needs to be done. But there's other people that can do this job, Mike. I'm not so sure there are. I mean, there there had to be a reason we were sent as far as Yuma. There can't be that many people who know about these things. I worry every night that you're not going to come home. Yeah, I, I worry that too. I mean, there's a lot of loss of enforcement that are in more dangerous jobs than the EPA. So it's... You know, we're not the only ones who are at risk. I'm not talking about the EPA stuff. I'm talking about the weirdos that think there are aliens and water gods and mermaids in the desert. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm laying this on you. I, Doc said I shouldn't, but the doctor said I shouldn't. I'm just, I'm worried. I'm worried too, and I mean, I... If there's anything I can do to make you and Katie safer, I'll, I'll do it. But you said that you won't stop doing this. No, I, I don't think I will. Can we... Is there a chance that we could maybe take a vacation somewhere? Like, get away and just disconnect from everything? We might be able to do that. There was a place that we went a long time ago. I think it was up in the Cascades, off of a, off of a, a lake. Oh yeah, that's uh, that was a great time, wasn't it? Might be a good idea. This way, you know, we we won't have phones, no computers. You'll be off. Can you can you request the time off, even from this other job? I can certainly ask. And you know, if they're not willing to give me that, then maybe I'll rethink things. I mean, hasn't been the same team members every time, so you know. They can find substitutes sometimes if they really need them. Okay, I think then then let's do that. Let's let's go up to the lake. We'll go drown some worms. 
because I can't catch goddamn fish for the life of me. You know, Katie can go play in the river. Maybe we can get a... Should we get a cabin or should we actually, like, get the get a tent? Oh, you know I like tents. Uh-huh. Just... She smiles and then gets up close to you and kind of, you know, rubs, rubs her shoulder against yours. I remember. They do have thin walls, though. So we can make sure that, you know, maybe we'll put Katie's tent a good distance away. It really doesn't help. Come on. <laughs> We're not that old. But we have to take Katie, though. And Katie turns around. Take me where? Don't worry, honey. We're, we're talking about going on vacation. Yeah. You like to go camping, don't you? Yeah. It's been a while. I mean, I'll, I'll warn you. Place we're going, you're going to have to unplug. She looks down at her phone. Uh, if something goes wrong, how are they going to find us? You know, we'll let people know where we're going. And it's not that isolated. There will be other people around. I was reading about like a a place that's in Greenland um, an Air Force base that's really isolated and there's another one in Alaska that's really really isolated are we talking like that isolated or are we talking like going out into the desert isolated because I don't want to do desert yet maybe I don't don't know Mm, no no it's all green and uh, nice mountains might still be a little bit of snow on them Okay, that sounds that sounds like that would be nice. Is it just going to be us? Are we going to bring anybody else? I think just us, yeah. Should have family time. She smiles at that, opens up the car door, because you guys were walking out to the car. Jennifer looks at you. I think this might actually work out. Yeah, looks promising. Thanks for suggesting it. Let's go relax and put our feet in the water and, and get back in touch with with life. With us again. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this. She smiles, walks to her side of the car, opens up the car door. All right, well, take us home. All right. All right, now let's check in with Rooster. Rooster, it is early July. July 4th, Independence Day. It's the day we celebrate the uh, United States uh, gaining independence from the king and you have pulled in to the development of your brother-in-law and your sister. Pull up to their nicely appointed large gray stone house with a three-car garage and a good-sized green lawn out front with a couple sapling trees that are being nurtured. And they've got a nice front porch and live, laugh, love door hanger. Because of course they do. Everything about this place is not you. I assume they have an American flag flying at this point. They do, and there's also a POWMI one as well. Well, that part's me, but besides that, yeah. You pull in, and you hear a dog bark in the backyard and get out the car. It's a lovely day. You know, it's Fresno in July. Yeah, but I was just in Yuma in June, so 102 is nothing. I know, it's gorgeous out. Beautiful blue sky. You could smell barbecue from other neighborhood or from other neighbors. Somebody happens to be burning hot dogs. You're at the door and ready for the time to see the family. (sighs) I make that noise, kind of do the huge sigh looking up at the roof of the patio going, okay, I guess I don't really have a choice anymore, but... 
And a few moments later, the door opens up and you see both your nieces looking up at you. Uncle Jeremy! Ah, pipsqueaks! And they tackle your legs, one on each. Oh, I'm not letting him tackle my legs. At this point, I'm doing the scoop down so that when they tackle, I'm going down on my back to make them think that they got me. And then the tickles start. And the kids are laughing and having a good time, and they're really happy to see you. Mom said I could open the door because she knows you're not a stranger. Well, that's right. I'm not a stranger. And uh, Peyton goes, she called him a stranger the other night. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But you know what? I'm still okay to open the door for me because you know that I bring presents. (gasps) You are presents? Of course. But that's for later. Shh, don't tell your mom. Is now later? Technically, now is later. Ha! But not later enough. Oh. You hear your sister, hey, hey, let him up, let him up. Let. And I just do a sit-up and stand-up holding both kids without letting them go. Because I'm buff and I can do that. She smiles at you and looks at you. I'm glad you were able to make it. She looks at her non-existent watch on her wrist. Uh, just, just a couple weeks late, a couple months late, but that's okay. Yeah, but you said one o'clock and it is 12.59. So it is. The gong goes off of the grandfather clock at 1 p.m. So, am I allowed to come inside? Because I've got presents, and I look down at the two kids I'm holding. Oh, you're not going to take them off me? And she smiles, and she's like, come here. She offers to give you a hug while you're holding the kids. I just sort of lean at her a bit, and then do that sort of drop the kids where they're two inches above the ground so they think they're falling. Just so they squeal. You smell good. Who are you trying to impress? Did you really want me to smell like I was at work? No, but that's not bad. Normally, well, either way, glad you're here. Believe it or not, I do know how to take a shower, okay? Okay. Let's go, Stinky. Mom and Dad are out back. (sighs) All right, right behind you, Macadamia. She looks back at you. What? Ah. You're, hey, there, there he is. Hey, hey, Dad. Uh, how are you doing? You look good. Yeah, well, I always look good. Uh, you know, good jeans. It helps. Yep. Levi Strauss, 501 Blues. Yep, button fly. Come here. Give your old man a hug. Yeah, I give him the big manly hug, clapping the back. He does the same. Uh, so, you're, uh, your mom says that you're... Uh, you're doing a, a, a shooting gig now, shooting range gig, yeah? Yeah, it's uh, pretty good, actually. Not too bad. At least you're not getting shot at now, right? <laughs> well, you know, unless someone really screws up and then I just kick his ass. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. I mean, I, it, it's rough to, to imagine you getting shot at. It was some rough time when you were over, over there. Yeah, well, you know, I'm back now, so we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, well, I am too. I'd be even more glad if I uh, had one of those Ronas you got. Uh, uh, Doc said I can't have those anymore, so I switched to Modelo's. Hmm. Well, I'd be even more glad if I had one of those Modelo's you got. Sounds good. We got Dos Equis as well. But it's an American holiday, so we're not drinking Bush. Or Coors, or Bud, because that's all shit. Yes. He hands you a Corona. He takes one for himself. Don't tell your mother. Tell her what? Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Cheers.
I take a long swig. You drain a good portion of it. This house is nice. You can tell it's been worked on. But then again, with your brother-in-law's position at Home Depot, getting the home improvement stuff at a discount makes it nice. But at least your parents are living pretty nice. The in-law suite out back, the little casita where they're living is a nice place. It's nice as the place that you grew up in. Yep. Well, that's not terribly hard, though. Not that we grew up in a shack, but still. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with your dad being a handyman himself, and they owned a hardware store, right? Yeah, so they owned a hardware store and little mom-and-pop shop, and then big old Home Depot came to town, put them out of business, happened to be run by, you know, this Mike Dixon guy that my sister ended up marrying after the fact. Yeah, bet you that feels wonderful. Jeremy! Jeremiah! Jeremy bro! Hey, it's Dicky boy! Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, sorry, sorry, that was your dad, because you're Dick's son, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, (laughs) He claps you on the shoulder. Glad you could make it. Oh, man, you missed an an amazing dinner. Your sister made made some great food back there in June. Sad that you missed it, man. Yeah, yeah, um, sorry about that. Some, uh, work stuff came up I couldn't get away from. Hey, I got a, uh, you hungry? Always. All right, cool. I got this uh, new ceviche recipe that I made. Fresh shrimp done up with some lime, some onions, some garlic. It's pretty good. You just dip the, dip the chip right in, just eat it up. Mm, so good. You know, I'll try it, but I've got to tell you, I just had the best shrimp out of the desert. What? Yeah, believe it or not, they farm shrimp down in the desert now. You mean like scorpions and shit, right? No, like actual desert shrimp. It's awesome. I got a t-shirt and everything. Cool. Very cool. But yeah, give it a try. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. No, no, no. Not that chip. Use this one. This has got a good curve on it. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to try and do the mock dip that he can't really see. I'm not taking anything. Okay. No problem. Okay. Yeah. And I mm, take a bite of just chip. Hmm. Pretty good. But, uh. I don't know. That stuff ruined me. No. Uh, well, uh, I think I'll stick to meat today. All right, cool. We've got a, I got hot dogs. I got hamburgers out there. And I think we'll be uh, maybe doing up some, uh, some brats and, and whatnot. We got all the food. I'm in charge of the grill today. Yeah. I could tell by your apron right there. Yeah. World's greatest dad. Yeah. I'm not going to kiss the cook though. Oh, well, that's all right. You're not my type anyway. <clears throat> I mean, enough one of the white white children gives me kisses every night. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah. That's still my sister. I know. Oh, all right. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm going to go back out to the grill. Cool. I, I'm going to get another beer and go see her. All right. Glad you made it. Yeah, thanks. And as I walk out to get another beer, just let out the tiniest of sighs under my breath, like... Uh, your mom is sitting out by the pool. She doesn't get around much since her heart attack. She kind of just moves around a little bit slowly, but she's doing okay. I come up kind of behind her a little bit, plant a kiss on her head. Hey, oh. mom. Oh, you scared the hell out of me. Oh, I gotta keep your heart going. Yeah, you almost stopped it. We already did that once or twice. But I got a new thing inside that's going tick, tick, tick. So that's working for us. Well, as long as it keeps working, I'm good yeah. for that. So, how... How's uh, life over here in the tiny house? 
Uh, it's okay. It's a nice place. Uh, the neighbors are loud. Yeah? Need me to talk to them? No. Last time you talked to some of the neighbors, somebody ended up getting arrested. <clears throat> it's not my fault that they called the cops because they didn't like me. They didn't like you because you broke his nose. I broke his nose because he called you names. And that's my boy. Mm-hmm. But we still had to bail you out, and that's not that cheap. But that's okay. I still love you. Let's not break anybody else's nose. Let's have a good 4th of July. Yes, mother. So how is the, uh, how's the thing with, with Aspen or Vale? They, what? The company that you're working for. Oh, oh, right, yeah. Uh, pretty good, you know? They got me running a gun range, which pretty good at. And it means that I'm not getting into fights or anything. I'm just helping other people, you know, learn how to target shoot. Yay, it's good, 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 yeah. good. Oh, I'm so, so glad. You know, you, I'm glad you're able to finally get something stable. I, I do that kind of tiny grimace trying not to let her know. Yeah, uh, you know, th things were rough for a while, but I th think this is going to work well. Awesome. Yay. Have you have you met anybody? You don't talk about that. I mean, no, there's no pressure. I mean, you could do whatever you want to do. I mean, it's 2021, but have, have you met anybody? Because you seem a little lonely. You know, I meet people all the time. There's this guy, Joseph, that just popped in randomly one day at work that I started talking to. He's a good friend now. Oh, no, 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 he's a legitimate friend. Oh, okay. No, no no one long-term on the relationship front. Just, you know, no one's good enough for your baby boy. Aw. Well, you gotta find somebody. You're getting old. Yeah. Thanks for that, Mom. What? I'm, I'm 35. That's not that old. Well, by the time your dad was 35, he owned his own business, and we had both you and your sister. Yeah? Then how'd that work out for him? Pretty good. We did good. We did really, really good. You know, until Home Depot and Lowe's came in and put us out of business, but that's mm -hmm. nothing we could have done. Sometimes yep. you can't fight the man. No, but some of us spent our youth fighting for him and, you know, puts things a uh, little on the back burner and got to start later. Okay. Well, I support you in any decision that you make. Even if that means that you're going to be a bachelor and be on your own forever. That's okay, and if, even if I don't have any more grandchildren, at least I've got two right now, that's okay. Maybe your sister might have more to make up for the lack of more grandchildren. You know, Mom, fewer grandchildren means fewer gifts you have to give every year, and fewer... I don't know, what else comes with having kids? I don't know this yet, obviously. The nice part is, there's no way in hell that you and Jen are getting any inheritance, because we're broke. So we're going to spend it all, whatever we've got, on the kids. On the little ones. Yeah, well, looks like Mike's got that covered, probably. Yeah, he's nice. Sure, let's go with that. She looks at you. He's nice, yeah, let's just, let's go with that. Why don't you like him? He's a nice guy. He even tried to get you a job, do you remember? <sighs> Mom... He killed the store. He did not kill the store. He, he was came working... to he came to the store, took notes on your prices, and then undercut you. And then Jen married him. Well, he's successful. He does well. He's great to the kids. He's great to Jenna. 
you know, and he's taking care of us. I mean, we pay very little in rent and, you know, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a great guy. Hey, Jeremy, you want a brat? You want a hot dog? You want a, you want a sausage? I can get you a sausage. Burger. Got him from Abe Furman, the Chicago, Chicago sausage king guy. Oh, yeah. Heard that guy was a bit of a, you know, womanizer. Yeah. You really want to back a company like that? It's kind of like the Britney Spears song, Womanizer, right? Wasn't that Britney Spears? That was Britney Spears, right? That's what the kids are listening to today. Oh, wait, no, I don't think they are. I think she's my age. How old are you? Dude, I'm 37. Yeah, Britney Spears was middle school. Yeah. He looks down at his new balances. Yeah. You want a hot dog? Burger would be great. Here you go. Here's a burger. Yeah. The, the fixings are over there. Cool. Thanks. Grab fixings, kind of put it to the side, go out front to my truck, which is not the enormous white lifted thing anymore. Yeah? Well, I discovered when I moved to Vallejo to be near the green box that enormous king cab extended bed trucks with lifted suspension are really hard to park in the Bay Area. I also discovered that the NRA and Don't Tread on Me stickers got keyed within the first week. That's not surprising. So now I got one of those green Tacoma trucks that are everywhere in the Bay Area for some reason. Camperhood. So go in the back, pull out a couple of big old gift bags, come back in, and I'm just going to put them kind of under a couple of chairs and go back to my burger. You hear uh, Skylar yell cannonball. And then there is a little bit of a splash, as much of a seven-year-old little girl can create with a cannonball. Peyton quickly follows up as you hear another splash alongside, and Jenna yelling out, Hey, don't get me wet. There's a normalcy here that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. The problem is just, it's normal, and they expect me to be normal. Yeah. So you head back out to join the rest of the family, and... You're sitting there and you're watching and you see the kids are in the pool playing and your brother-in-law is manning the grill like a good soldier that he might possibly never be. Your mom and your dad are sitting sitting there talking. Your dad keeps looking back and he's got a cup of water and uh, your mom is bending his ear and they're both smiling. They're happy. Your sister comes up to you. She has her arms crossed and she stands next to you looking at the kids and looking at the family without even looking at you. So you just up and disappear and then just show up on July 4th like you're entitled to us just bringing you into the house. Mike invited me. Mm, Mike invited you. Okay. When was the last time that you really talked to Mike or taken his invitation? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have an answer for that because you never did. So you come around now, you know, hey, oh, I'm glad you got a full-time job that's working for you. About damn time you're able to keep something longer than six months. What, six weeks? There's one that you were there for, what, three days? And you got fired? How long is this Breckenridge thing going to keep going for you? You done? Can I, can I say something yet? Yeah, sure, go ahead. You weren't over there. And you're, I could try and explain what happened to me. I could try and explain to you what it did to me. Hell, I've tried before. And the last time you actually gave a shit about... No, don't worry, the kids are over there, they can't hear my language. 
but the last time you cared about what happened to me was about the last time I listened to Mike. So look, did it take a long time to figure things out? Sure. But you know what? Your attitude and demanding that I just be exactly like I was when I left didn't help a whole lot either. You know, 11 years pass, lots of things change. Yeah, you went from you being top too. in your you went from being the top in your class and being a go-getter student, doing everything, and then senior year that went to went to absolute shit. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go join the Marines, and you get this in your head, and then you go off and you go be a war hero. And I'm glad that you're safe. I'm glad that you're back. I am. I really am. Are you though? Yes. The girls are happy to see you, and I'm picking up Nerf darts every day. And I don't have a problem with that. But you know what? Maybe you should come by and pick up the Nerf darts every once in a while. Maybe you should be part of this family. Yes, I know you don't like Mike. You know, Mike's only done good things and even offered to help. But you shit on him. You don't, it's like you don't even want to be part of this family anymore. You want to go off and do your own thing and then only show up when you want to. You know, where were you last month when mom was in the hospital? I tried to call, but no, you didn't, you didn't pick up. Here's... <laughs> You know, Jen, I could tell you the truth. You're not going to believe me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. That's been redacted. Moving further inland in California, what's going on with Rowan? At the FBI Bureau headquarters in Sacramento, California, Agent Samantha Hodgson looks at the special agent in charge door. You've got a bad feeling about this when something just doesn't seem right. And the door says, William Morgan, special agent in charge. They're the ones that are overseeing all of the activities of the FBI from the Sacramento office. Hodgson, come on in. I try very hard not to wince, square my shoulders a little bit, lift my chin. Yes, sir. And walk in. Close the door and have a seat. Turn and close the door and sit down. He's a large man, well over six foot tall, very broad shoulders, been in the FBI for a very long time, very athletic build, and still keeps in shape. Early 50s. We've reviewed your past few cases, and there have been some discrepancies and some things that we have found to be unfavorable at this time. There will be an investigation opened up into some of these activities. We do not have clearances that you state you were provided. You're a good agent, Hudson. I know that you've had a, a lot going on early on in your life. I hope that you are not using the powers of the badge in the Bureau to pursue personal vendettas. No, sir. Nothing personal. He taps his finger on the desk and there is a folder. At the moment, until the investigation is complete, he slides the folder over to you. You will be incurring a 30-day suspension, followed by a 45-day paid leave of absence. The investigation will be ongoing during the 30-day suspension. At this time, please leave your badge and your bureau-issued firearm. Samantha takes a moment to just collect herself a little bit. Will you be having any questions for me during this investigation, sir? You may be subject to subpoena. Um, I do not believe that we will have any within those 30 days. Duly noted. And I'm going to shift a little bit, take the firearm that I wear in the building off, set it on the desk, pull my badge out of my blazer pocket, set it on the desk as well. The period of suspension will commence on close of business on Friday tomorrow. 
and you are able to go about your business, you will not be paid during your suspension. If you need assistance, human resources number is included here as well. That can assist you and help you out and provide you with anything necessary. Within effectively one month's time though, I would expect a telephone call during your leave of absence. You will be paid during that time and uh, we will uh, discuss what goes on beyond that with that investigation. Do you have any questions for me? Not at this time, sir. Well, no need to gather anything, but you may take whatever you need to go home with. Your badge to get into the building, as well as your code to get into federal buildings, will be deactivated during that 30-day period. So if you need to take anything, uh, I would suggest uh, grabbing it now. I hope that we find a proper solution. As do I, sir. I'm not entirely sure where this is coming from, but I am eager to get back to work when I am able to. He nods his head, reaches out his hand. Enjoy some time off. I think that it will be needed. And she reaches out and shakes his hand with the appropriate amount of firmness. There's a couple things I might go do with uh, unexpected time off. It's a slow walk out of the building. Even if you're walking quickly, it just seems to take forever. People are not necessarily meeting your gaze, but they're not avoiding you either. It's almost as though it's a daily type of thing but you get the sense that everybody knows yeah i'll stop off at one of my friends's desks and ask them to water my plants for me while i'm gone he nods okay appreciate it about a month that's what i'm hearing all right i'll take care of them thanks and if you hear any particularly juicy rumors i'd love to have them passed along all right sounds good cool Right, well, don't burn the place down without me. (laughs) Take care. Yeah, you too. You can hear him breathe through his teeth as you walk by. Turn back and look at him. Be safe. Have a good week. More like a month. Two weeks. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to beat feet out of that building with as much grace as I can. And once I'm sitting in my car with the doors locked, just like slam my fists against the steering wheel. Damn it, damn it, damn it! And start the vehicle and head home by several long ways. A couple weeks later is July 4th. You've invited your family down and your neighbors enthusiastically were all about having a party. Jonathan and Casey are very friendly. They are a couple that is, they're not too nosy, but they're a little nosy as well. You can tell that Jonathan and Casey both do enjoy a little bit of the gossip and spilling the tea, especially on some of the folks in the neighborhood. When you're home for a few days, Jonathan comes by with a casserole. So, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Mind the furniture. Because every time that someone comes into my half of the duplex and they're not warned, someone stubs a toe on something because the light is set to my comfort level. He cranks his hip off of the table. Ow! I told you to be- It jumped at me! It did not! It jumped out. Uh, Assault and battery. Totally saw it. Oh, yes, yes. Police officer, arrest this table. And she kind of laughs a little and then- (sighs) Come on in. Tater tot casserole. Uh, got the recipe off of TikTok. I hope you like it. Sounds delightfully carby and awesome. Excellent. We haven't had any yet because we're watching our carbs, but also we need a guinea pig. (laughs) 
Well, guinea pig Hodgson reporting for duty. Welcome aboard. Brilliant. And I'll take the casserole and carry it into into the kitchen, stick it in the in the fridge. So your family's coming in for uh, July 4th? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I figured it was... I've been here... I've been here a couple years. I figured it was time to introduce my family to the neighborhood. To the gayborhood? <laughs> eh, they're from Alameda. They'll live with it. Okay. I mean, you mentioned the sheriff. Some, some of those sheriffs aren't necessarily... Uh, well, you know. Mention a sheriff. My whole fucking family practically is sheriffs. Two exceptions. My mom and my younger brother. They're nurses. So how many of them are there? Uh, I am the middle of five, and all of them are boys. Oh. Mm. It's fun to mess with people sometimes and just have me on a list as Sam. Then they expect five boys. And all in uniform except one, huh? Mm. All in uniform except one. Hmm. Are they all single? (laughs) (laughs) Shh. Don't tell Casey that at all. I could look. You can look. You can enjoy the view. Most of them are married. A couple of them got kids. I got nibblings. Yes. Yeah, well, they're fun to visit and play with and then sugar up and send back to their parents. Ooh, all right. So we're going to get pixie sticks then for the kids. Yes. I like the way you think. I think that... Oh, um, your buddy came by a while ago and he dropped off a case of Monster. Wait, which buddy? Tall, sexy guy, really short hair, tight shirt. Oh, Camel pants and a boots. Jeremy? I guess. I don't know. I just, I was, I wasn't paying attention. He, I just, he just handed me a flat of, of energy drinks. Cool. I'll store those. I'm sure he'll find use for them. And, and a few of them will probably end up in my fridge when I'm not looking. So he did ask about how to put them into your fridge. Tell me you did not use your key. <laughs> I will tell you I did not use my key. You know, you didn't tell me. I, I couldn't lie. <laughs> You know my passive insights better than that, right? Yeah, but my sneak is really, really high. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or stealth. 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 They're, the new version uses stealth, right? Yeah, the new, the new version uses stealth. I'll actually go over and open my fridge and look in the door and be like, yep, there they are. Oh, is there also an iced coffee in there? I just look at that and just laugh and pull out the iced coffee, pop it open. Well, at least he knows how to bribe a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Damn shame about him, though. Damn, damn shame. What? So big and so dumb? He's not as dumb as he looks. Or acts. He likes to play dumb. He's quite shrewd. But I kind of like him young and dumb, but that's okay. Young, dumb, and full of, but we'll leave that alone. Full of fun. Fun. We're going to use fun. Fun there, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we should probably start rallying the girls for the party. Sounds like a good time. All right, I'll be back. You take care of yourself, and we're going to get everything square. Uh, I think we got the pop-up. They don't mind if it's got... If it's a pride pop-up, do they? If they mind, they'll deal with it. Right. Otherwise, fuck them. They're coming to my house with the rainbow flag. They they better deal with it. <laughs> well, some people... I told you, sheriffs, you never know. Yeah, well, I came out when I was in high school, so they've had some time to deal with it. Sounds good. Wish my life was like that, but that's okay. Yeah, well, being able to put my brothers on the ground in an arm bar helped. Oh, they like it rough. <laughs> And then with that, he closes the door. That does make Samantha burst out laughing briefly. A few hours later, the get-together is in full swing. There are kids running around in the shared backyard. There is food being grilled. Your family is all there. Your neighbors are chatting up your family friends. Some of their friends came over as well. It's nice. It's really nice. 
your dad is sitting toward the back of the property on one of those nice white wrought iron chairs with a round table and he's got a beer he motions for you and points at the seat i'll come over with my beer and sit down next to him propping my feet up hey dad how are you doing eh, i'm managing you know kiddo this is it's it's rough it's rough. I don't blame you for anything that you did. Hmm. Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, well, it's my job to look after you, right? <laughs> no, it's your hobby. Job and a hobby can be the same. I'm an adult woman, Dad. I can watch out for myself. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. But I could still, you know, I still want to make sure that you're doing okay. I don't do well when I'm not working. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, do you have anything planned? Not really. I've mostly just been home playing Dragon Age over and over again. Now get your ass outside. Yeah, outside is bright. The hated day star is outside. Go out at night. <laughs> I do. I run at night now. It's fun. It's nice and cool. Do stuff. Get out of the house. You know, you've got some time off. Granted, it's not paid. Do you need any cash? Are you doing okay? I've got some savings. Is it going to hurt you too much being out? Eh, it stings. Have to rejigger the budget a bit, but I should be fine. Mom and I can help. We're doing okay. You know I... Pension and all. And and investments. I learned the term diamond hands. What the hell? But that's okay. I sold that I, I, I sold that stock when it hit like 350 bucks when I bought it at $6. So we did pretty good. Damn, Dad. Yeah, your brother was talking about it, so... Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's say I won't say no. How's that? You know what? You know what, though? There's a conference that I was thinking about attending. You want me to get out of the house? How's about a plane ticket? All right. Cool. I'll cover your plane ticket. I'll cover the cost for a conference and whatever else that you want to do. Where are we going? <laughs> There's a jiu-jitsu conference that I was thinking about going to. It's uh, in about a week. All right. Kind of short notice, but, you know, I was thinking about driving. All right. I'll cover the airfare for you and the cost. It shouldn't be a problem. I appreciate that, Dad. You're welcome. I'm glad you're okay. Can I don't want to know, but I do want to know that the business in Arizona. And she visibly flinches. That you weren't or you were a part of. How much were you a part of that? Officially, not at all. Or very little. Okay, how much of that are you carrying? Because you look like you're Atlas right now. Too much. Okay. Well, we all have situations that go shit heel. You know, sometimes they're bigger than others. Lord knows we had them in, in the sheriff's office. How much do you know about what happened in Arizona? Only what I saw on TV. It didn't look anything like that. In person. It rarely does. We made it out alive. And that's more than I can say for anyone else in that place. Yeah. You took care of your people though, right? Yeah. And they're all okay? They're all alive. Okay might be a bit of a stretch. Wounds heal. Scars grow over those wounds. They may still remain, but we learn to live with them. But you did it. There it came out alive. And it didn't look pretty. Domestic terrorism is a horrible thing. That's the first time that I've seen something that big. I mean, I've been with domestic terrorism for a few years now, and... You know, usually it's a handful of white supremacists holed up in a cabin with a bunch of guns. This was hundreds of people involved, and 
It's almost like a goddamn war zone, huh? Pretty fucking close. Yeah. And I am trying to deal with the aftermath of all of that, and... Ugh. Nightmares are fun. Yeah. That's why I, you know, try to make sure that I, I sleep as little as possible. But that's actually, I think that's just getting up to old age, and also because your mother flips over all the goddamn time, and I can't fall asleep. <laughs> you and one of my teammates would see eye to eye on that one. He doesn't sleep much either. Yeah. But you know what I get to do? Because I'm retired, I get to nap. I'll lift my beer and tip him a little salute with that. Here's to all of the damn naps we could take. Sounds good. He pulls his hat down over his eyes, leans back a little bit on the chair, puts his hands with his beer on his chest. Wonderful breeze out. Great napping weather. You enjoy that. I'm going to go check on everyone. Play the dutiful hostess. Don't work too hard. Hmm. Try not to. And, you know, circulate through the party. The sun's gone down on 4th of July and fireworks go up. Communities are setting off fireworks. They're giant explosions and everybody at the party's watching them. And then as it gets a little bit later, some of the fireworks are still going off, but these aren't the professional ones. These are the local amateur ones. Even though California does not like fireworks, people don't necessarily listen to those laws. Everyone's left the party. You're sitting on the porch and sitting there with Jonathan and Casey, your neighbors, feeling pretty good. Been sipping beer all day. Maybe a little bit inebriated. Certainly not in a shape to drive anywhere, but kind of relaxed. Casey's kind of dozing off a little bit on the glider that they have, and Jonathan's playing with his hair. You guys want a refill of anything? I was thinking about mixing up a cocktail. Yeah, what are you making? I usually do a dark and stormy. How does that sound? Ooh, I like them dark and stormy. (laughs) I can tell. I'll be right back. And I'll go inside and go through my routine of making three dark and stormies. I have a little, because we do this sometimes where we have drinks together on the porch, so I actually have a little tray that I use specifically for that. Oh, we're getting the fancy trays. Yeah, well, it's a holiday. Casey looks over. Dark and stormy, yay. I'll pass them out to them. And as I'm about to sit down with mine, one particularly large firework goes off and I flinch so hard I almost spill my drink. Hey now, no dropping that. No alcohol abuse today. No, there's been a lot of abuse today. I think my liver's going to need to be uh, <laughs> be rescued. Well, that's that's why we only have this sort of holiday once in a great while. And I'll sit down with them and put the drink down because my hands are shaking. Jonathan looks at you. Are you okay? Um, fireworks. That one was real loud and real close. You want a hug? You know what? I really do. <laughs> All right, bring it in. Go over and give him a hug. He's taller than you realized. Gives you a nice, good bear hug. And I just, like, relax for a moment, letting my head rest in the hollow of his shoulder and giving them a hug back. (sighs) Thank you. Anytime. If you need anything from us, we're right here. Hmm. Actually, I do have a favor to ask. Okay. Just say it. I'll gently extricate myself, go grab my drink and sit down, swirling the ice cubes as I think about how to phrase what I want to say. I'm on uh, suspension from the FBI at the moment. That's why I've been home. But sometimes, you know, I get involved in the federal shit that gets very classified. Ooh. Not a good thing? Not a good ooh? Eh. Okay, I'll take back that ooh. <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's always interesting. And sometimes it's good interesting, and sometimes it's may you live in interesting times. I hate that adverb, proverb. 
It's a terrible one. Adver- adverb adverb goes in the sentence. You clearly need to have some more of that drink, my friend. I do. <laughs> but in my line of work, I sometimes make interesting enemies. And yes, interesting in that sense. I don't know if I'll ever need this, but if something happens here at the house, something weird, and something happens to me, I'll fumble in my pocket for a piece of paper and then like grab a pen off of the table and scribble down a number and hand it to Jonathan. Call that phone number. All right. And tell the person who picks up, Rowan needs help. Just those three words, Rowan needs help. He grabs the pen, writes underneath, Rowan needs help. Okay. And then answer whatever questions he asks you. You sure? Yes. I mean, if are you are you are you worried? Call it a security measure. Okay. Secret agent stuff, huh? Super secret. Super secret. And then super secret from Casey, just a little bit more slurred. <laughs> Jonathan takes the glass away from Casey and be like, "You are done." Your dark and stormy days are numbered. You need to go to sleep. Sleep. I'll hold Jonathan's eyes for a moment. And I've taken my glasses off because except for the flashes of light, it's comfortable lighting out here. And just like hold his gaze for a moment and be like, promise? Promise. I don't like to use hyperbole and you know that this might be life or death. Okay. I get it. Thank you. He folds it up and puts it into into his breast pocket on his uh, button down shirt. All right, I think you need to get this this sleepy boy to bed. Oh, yeah, come on. I can't take advantage of you now. <laughs> You're done for the night. Let's go. Now stay out there for a while longer finishing my drink and the rest of Casey's drink. The smell of the fireworks smells like gunpowder. The smell of the explosions and the fireworks remind you of watching Yuma and Mustang. The smell, like we have said many times, is one of the strongest points of memory. I'll let out a shaking breath and finish the last of the drinks, put the glasses on the tray, go back inside, very carefully lock all of my doors, and then put on my wireless headset and play a mindless game trying to drown out the sounds from outside. And finally, let's take a trip back in time just a little and see what Rory's been up to while the rest of the team was activated to Arizona. The sounds of the jets wearing up as you stand on the tarmac and Andrew is looking across from you. The noises are loud, but this is going to be the last time you'll be seeing each other for a period of time. You've been deployed, Captain Thompson. You've been moved to a airbase far away. It's only a temporary assignment, but it's taking you away from your normal home. And Andrew also has received deployment, and he has a temporary assignment in upstate New York. Your assignment is going to be at Ericsson Air Station on Shemya Island in Alaska. Andrew looks at you, and he's holding on to both of your hands. I hope that they have internet there and Wi-Fi. I mean, it is one of our best radar sites that we have on Earth, but maybe we can video chat. Yeah, I was texting when you land over there, and I'll let you know. What's the time difference, anyway? It's like five hours? It's a two-hour time difference. Between Alaska and California? Alaska and California. And then it's New York to California is three hours? Yes. Okay. So five-hour difference then. Gotcha. 
So Chase is going to be with Andrew in New York, and I'm on my way to Alaska. So how long is, do I know how long the deployment is for, for both of us? Yours is indeterminate. His is going to be 60 days, possibly more. And then when is this? This is March of 2021. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, let me know when you get to New York. I'll text you when I when I land, assuming there's cell service, or I'll message you when I get there. It's I don't think I've... I've been to Alaska before, but not this far west, I suppose. Somebody said that you could see Russia on a good day. I'll have to let you know. I'll take a, take a picture for you. All right. I, I, uh, well, I will see you soon. Be safe, okay? Okay. I will give Chase love and hugs for you. And- oh, please do. And send me, you have to send me photos, obviously, if he does something cute or whatever the case may be. Okay. He's getting big. He's so big. I know. I don't think I realized how big he was going to get when we got him, but that's okay. He's still adorable. Yep. Like you. Oh, I'm going to miss you. Miss you too. And uh, he reaches in and gives a good, tight, tight hug and a peck on your cheek. Uh, it's only a short time. You'll be home soon. Yep. All right, we've kept these gentlemen waiting long enough. I should probably get in. Okay, be safe. I love you. I will I will see you soon. Love you too. Bye, Andrew. Bye-bye. He watches you as you head to the transport aircraft. The flight to Ericsson Air Base is long. You actually transfer over in Emmeldorf Air Force Base. You spend some time there on base. Temperatures aren't too bad, but at least you're looking at more daylight time than nighttime. And they get you onto a small jet and transfer you out to Ericsson Air Base. It's actually an air station. You have with you a brief as to why you're going. Apparently, some of the staff on the largest radar or one of the best radar arrays, they've had some issues both physically and mentally. It seems though that maybe being so isolated has caused some extended issues with them, but now they're manifesting different types of physical symptoms as well. There's some items and issues with dissociative disorders as well for mental health. With these type of airmen and troops that are in the isolated area, mental health is always key, but it seems though that things have gotten a bit tense. There's only about 30 people at the air station, and it seems though that everyone has been subjected to some type of illness lately, physical illness. They're running a temperature. Some of them are showing hives. Everyone is stating that they're having a extreme sense of tinnitus at different times of the day. And this is all in the brief I received? Yes. And the brief actually has the medical, you know, the basic medical records, like an intake form, of every airman that's on the airbase. Why are they not sending... There should be a doc there, or a paramedic, or, you know, maybe a nurse or a PA available. But there's no notes available on that for you. Is there currently any medical staff at this location? There is, but there's no information as to who they are, why are they not responding, and you're not entirely sure why you've been sent other than maybe they don't have a doc anymore. So the intake forms are probably from some someone that wasn't as qualified as to fully take care of them, but is able to get the basic info to send to the doctor they're recruiting? Yes. Okay. Uh, I assume when I arrive there, I will find where they're, I'm staying, put my stuff there, text Andrew that I got there, and then once I'm settled... I'm going to go look for whoever's in charge, whoever I'm reporting to while I'm there. That's a good plan of attack. The plane, as it's coming down, is quite bumpy and rough. The wind keeps changing, so you're changing altitude left and right. This is one of the worst landing or worst approaches that you've been in since you've been in the Air Force, and you've been through quite a few. 
the winds are exceptionally strong here. When you touch down, you finally realize that you're no longer white knuckling. You're, you, you were holding on real. It was a heck of a ride. The pilot and the air staff are like, all right, the support base, uh, you're a Cobra Dane here. Uh, sorry, we didn't have it. It wasn't a, wasn't our best flight, but hey, we landed, right? Yep, that's, uh, that's the most important step. Yeah, and it uh, looks like we've got all of our wheels, all of our wings, all of our engines. We didn't lose anything, and uh, we didn't cause an international incident. I call this a win-win. I'll take it. All right. Opens up the door, and you are hit with a, a nice, cool breeze. It is a balmy 44 degrees Fahrenheit, and the general low during this time of year is about 28. So during the daytime, it's not too, too shabby. It's a little breezy. Actually, it's quite breezy, and there is always a fine mist rolling in because of, you look around, the airbase is the island, the island is the airbase. There is not much more to this tiny little speck of nowhere. You see a chain of islands directly ahead of you in the distance just off the horizon because it's a, it's a bit of a clear day off to the west, and you realize that, yeah, that's, uh, that's Russia right there. I'm going to take a picture. Ahead, you see a large structure. You've been briefed that this is the Cobra Dane radar array. It's a giant facility, a giant radar dish that reads everything that's coming in from eastern Russia. You said you were going to set off and kind of find your spot? Yeah, once if there's someone leading me around, I'll follow them. I'm assuming they'll probably, I've got my stuff with me. They'll just, yeah, if there's someone that's going to be showing me around, I'll let them show me around and then ask them where I'll be staying and put my stuff down there. They set you up in the barracks. They head you over to a rounded metal Quonset hut that is pretty sparse. Inside, though, not too badly appointed. Being an officer, you've got a nice leather couch. Um, you've got a TV, but it's a big old CR TV, so it's got a tube, but it's pretty big, pretty wide. You actually have a tub and a shower and a secondary room that is a bedroom as well as like a staging area. So for a couple months, this isn't too shabby. It's not the Ritz-Carlton, but... Probably about the same size as a nice apartment in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> and probably cost the United States just as much money to maintain it as somebody renting an air at something in the Bay Area. A airman comes to you. Airman Houston looks at you and he's like, hey, uh, Captain, there's a... I'll, I'll show you to the infirmary. All right, perfect. Yeah, lead the way. You're here to, here to give us a fix, right? That's the goal. All right, because I got to tell you, these headaches are no joke. No joke whatsoever. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Um, we'll see if we can figure something out for you. All right. Come on. Let's uh, want to head over before uh, before it happens again. Before what happens? Uh, the, the noise. And how often is that? Once a day? Once an hour? He looks down. Uh, it'll, it should be going off in about maybe 45 minutes. Uh, we catch it about three to four times a day. Some of us are lucky. Some, only, some of us only hear it three, day, three times a day. All right. Uh, yeah, just why don't you show me to the infirmary? Very basic, very plain. There are three rooms set up here uh, for, you know, triage and treatment. This was a much larger airbase and was kind of decommissioned down into a smaller airbase since. Yeah, once I get there, I'll set things up if I want to move anything around. Also try to find whoever I'm reporting to and just check in with them. I'll tell the CEO that you're, that you're here. Okay. He's been bedridden the past couple of days. This this stuff is just oh. a little bit bit too much. Okay. If he wants to see me, let me know, and I can go to him if that's necessary. Okay, good. I mean, we kind of all are close together. We're all either in, in uh, Building A, where you're at, or they're in uh, Building C, 
down the way, but yeah, nobody's nobody's really far off. Okay. The CO is in your uh, in your building as well. Okay, perfect. With that, he you see him wince and close his right eye and grabs his head. And he kind of pitches over and grabs hold of the gurney that's there. I'm going to grab him at air maneuver, right? Uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it's started. Um, I'm not, I'm not feeling so good. Why don't you sit down? Okay. Oh, this is a bad one. This isn't going to be good. And he reaches over for a small waste bin and, uh, deposits his mess hall breakfast into the waste bin. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's, uh, getting me a look at what I'm going to be dealing with. Is there anything that you would like to do? Like give him a once over while he's here? Oh yeah, while he's here, I'm gonna ask if it's a like kind of take some basic vitals if it's a, if he has the time, get some basic data, and then after, once he leave, once I get that and he leaves, I'll compare it to whatever other data I have on him. One thing that you notice that there is a significant notice of his eye movement during this time, like there's some kind of vestibular disturbance, like his eyes are shaking left and right. And he does exhibit signs of vertigo and dizziness, but you're not, like, it come it comes on quickly. Uh, looking at my watch, has it been about 45 minutes since he was expecting it to go off? A little bit less. Okay. Oh, I'm st- thanks, Doc. Hopefully we can figure this out. He lists the meds that the uh, previous Doc had given him. It's like, oh, damn shame. What happened to the other doctor? Oh, you don't know? I'm sure it's in my file somewhere, but you might as well tell me. He took his service firearm. And, and, yeah. Okay. He, he's not with us anymore. All right. Well, thanks for. Uh, why don't you, if you're feeling okay, why don't you get back to work and I'll check in with the commanding officer. All right. Sounds good. We're going to fast forward just a little bit. So, Rory, you're able to gather information about what ideas of what, what had happened in histories, and you meet up with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Conrad. He is a lifelong Air Force colonel involved here at the Radar Assembly. And when you go into his room, when you're beckoned in, he's sitting up in his chair, dressed in comfy pajamas, and you notice that his eyes are bloodshot. Looks at you. Oh, I'm glad you've come. We have we need, we have need of a doctor. That's what I've been made aware of. I assume you look like you haven't gotten much sleep. Uh, I've not gotten a whole lot of sleep, no. Do uh, you mind if I ask you a couple questions about when this all started or what's going on? Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doc. I read your read your file. Everything is good. So basically what I want to find out from him, I don't have to go through a question by question. I want to find out when, how long it's been going on, if it's the frequency has been increasing at all, if anyone's died specifically from this, like directly from the whatever's happening, if they've picked up any signals that coincide with the bouts of dizziness, that, those kind of questions. You find out that it's been going on for about two months' time. It started on February 1, and no one has died directly of this. The sickness and the vertigo and the dizziness happens on a regular, constant basis, a continual basis. Has not increased, has not decreased. It's almost perfect in timing, with a little bit of variations, about 15 to 20 minutes, either direction, early or late. Happens four times a day for most people. Some don't catch the late night one. And then how long after, like anyone that arrives, that's arrived since the first, have they gotten affected by it right away or does it take a little while? Or has it only affected those that were here on the first? Only has affected those on the first. They haven't had anyone new come in since. Until me. Yep, you and the current air crew. And they're going to be heading off tomorrow after they refuel. 
Okay. Um, I would definitely want to, if another bout comes on before then, if I don't feel anything, check in with them before they leave. Thank you for joining us for these home scene episodes. We have a short campaign following Rory's investigation into the strange events in Alaska, which is going to be airing soon. Keep a lookout for it. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.